The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Rolene Marks, how are you? I'm good, thanks. And you? Very well, thank you. Let's get straight into it. A, uh, what is happening in Armenia? A synagogue was apparently vandalized there. Tell us more. Okay, so Armenia has been quite an issue making the headlines in Israel for a variety of reasons. So let's go back to Monday night and a, the, well, the Lowe synagogue in Yerevan, which is the capital of Armenia, was vandalized with graffiti and was also attacked with a Molotov cocktail. Now a terror group uh, with ties to the PLO, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, have claimed responsibility. They have said that Jews are the enemy of Armenia and that the um, uh, Jewish state is supporting the Aliyev regime. Now Aliyev is the leader of Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan is a very, very strategic ally of Israel. They, they sit on the border with Iran. And uh, last week, or last month rather, Azerbaijan recaptured their territories of Nagorno and Karabakh in the uh, area of Armenia. Um, so it's a very, very delicate situation for the state of Israel because we do have very strong diplomatic ties with Armenia as well. Yes, the issue of the Armenian genocide does remain a very, very sensitive issue. And, and here we have to bring in another very, very strategic ally, and that is Turkey. So um, Israel is in a very, very delicate and sensitive situation with diplomatic ties with all of these countries, much like our very sensitive situation of balancing our diplomatic ties between Russia and Ukraine. Now, there have been some reports, unconfirmed by any um, Israeli military officials or defense officials, that some of the weapons were Israelis that were used to recapture this territory. However, we have heard in the last couple of hours that Israel have medical teams on the ground in Armenia that are treating um, hundreds of people who fled the Nagorno-Karabakh region. Many of them are burn victims. We do have our Ministry of Health and the CEO of Sharet Tzedek Medical Center as well as representatives from other hospitals treating victims on the ground. Jeez, terrible. It's still, it's, I mean, yeah, shame. So, Rolene, I'm sure that this is something that's going to continue to develop and we'll just get more information as, as time goes on. Uh, can we look at what's happening with Ben Gvir, a man who really likes to stir the pot wherever possible? When and did he stir the pot, Kathy? Mm, never. Never, <laughs> yes. yes. Well, ben Gvir, being a, a very good stirrer of Party is a very, very divisive figure here in Israel, extremely polarizing as a, um, as a personality. Uh, he was persuaded, we shall say, mm. by the head of the Shin Bet, Ronen Bar, to delay uh, any visit or any ascension of the Temple Mount. Now, I want to be clear, Jews do go up the Temple Mount. We are allowed to go up the Temple Mount. Uh, we do uh, do it during specific hours in specific areas. 
and uh, I'm not going to get into the debate whether or not we should be, we shouldn't be, but uh, we do have to understand, and I've said before, that whatever happens on the Temple Mount impacts uh, over a billion Muslims around the world. So it's an area we have to deal with with extreme extreme sensitivity Uh, and it's generally recommended that ministers in the government do not go up the Temple Mount uh, and edict many of them uh, respect. However, we do have a very um, explosive personality in Ben Gavir. He has ascended before and has sparked security concerns. So he has agreed at this time not to to go up to delay his visit. Uh, I also want to just confirm that nearly 4,000 Jews have ascended the Temple Mount during Sukkot. This has all been uh, peaceful, even though uh, it is seen by Palestinian terror entities as being uh, somewhat inflammatory. They have threatened uh, reprisals of all kinds. We saw the firing of rockets into the Mediterranean Sea earlier this week, and uh, we have seen the riots on the border with Gaza over the, the last couple of weeks. So uh, Ronen Barr said to Ben Gavir, It's a huge, huge security concern at the moment. We highly recommend that you don't do this. We need to kind of rein it in. Rolene, just before we talk about Bruno Mars, I want to kind of get a sense from you. Um, There's a story of these five um, Israelis who have been um, accused of gang rape. You following the story? I am following the story. We, we're obviously reporting on it in news. And one of our listeners sent through a message saying, very concerned, you know, how can your newsreader be reporting that these are Israelis and not Arab Israelis? Now, a very, very good question. Why would we say these are Jewish Israelis or Christian Israelis or Arab Israelis? Because Israelis are Israelis and they're not only Jews. Well, that's how we see them in Israel. Israelis are Israelis. We don't make distinctions uh, in order to draw any kind of, we'll call it to be polite, Extra finger pointing. Yeah. Here in Israel and Israelis and Israeli. I just thought that it was very strange because, you know, in Israelis and Israeli, we don't, we don't distinguish. I mean, and it's twice that we've had it in this, in, in a two day period. There was, um, there was somebody who was in Cape Town who was assassinated yesterday. And uh, one of our media outlets were, uh, reporting that it's a Palestinian. Well, okay, <laughs> but the Israeli media is saying this is an Israeli that was that was murdered in Cape Town. So it's well, it's, so, all, it's so interesting. Let's, let's just rewind the uh, the conversation with the South African media. They don't always get the facts on the ground. If it was. An Israeli citizen, and I saw it reported here in the in, in the media. If it's an Israeli citizen, it's an Israeli citizen. Uh, I, I just would ask the people asking the question why there's no distinction between Arab and Israeli Jew. Somebody commits a crime in South Africa. Do you make the distinction what religion or race they are? Definitely not. 
So why should the same standard be applied to Israel? You know, we accuse many countries and many entities of applying the double standards to Israel. Let's not do it ourselves. Yeah, 100%. All right. Let's talk about Bruno Mars. Let's talk about Bruno Mars. Could we love Bruno Mars anymore? No, we couldn't. <laughs> because he just, he just went all out. First of all, not only is he a super duper mensch who asked that, you know, any leftover food and drink, uh, uh, and his content be given to homeless Israelis. See, he didn't make any distinctions there. He just said Israelis. Uh, but he absolutely blew 70,000 Tel Avivians away last night. He performed in Tel Aviv. He told Tel Aviv he wants to marry Tel Aviv. Well, just get in line, Bruno. Many others do as well. He sang in Hebrew. He said he loved everybody. He even sang a, a Sukkot song. He sang Shlomit Bona Sukkot. Shlomit built a Sukkot. I mean, could we love him anymore? <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. All right, so Roline, you've got a three-day Yontov coming up, or do you only do two days? We only do two days. Very confusing, I know, because for us, Chag uh, comes out at sunset on Saturday. I know for you guys in the diaspora, it comes out on Sunday. Yes, we do do two nights of Rosh Hashanah. Nobody knows why. It's all the extra food, but uh, I think uh, uh, Sunday... There will be very relieved parents as the little ones go back to school. Amazing. Well, wish you a Shabbat Shalom, and uh, we'll catch you tomorrow morning with Howard Feldman. Catch you in the morning. Take care. Thanks, Rolene. Bye-bye. That's Rolene Marks with the Israel Report.